So following the episode where Earl defeated the White Wolf of the North in single combat with the rest of his friends holding off the wolf pack so he could achieve that deed, you've traveled with Leod and Earl back across the northern plains all the way back to the gates of Framsburg following torches that are lit and never go out when it's winter along the way to light the path of travelers back home. These great stone pillars that uh, act as torches to guide riders back to Framsburg, the capital of the Ethiod. Framsburg itself is a condensed city on a large stone outcrop that leans uh, over a river. The uh, city itself is, the core of the city feels like it's burning with this soft glow. It's always got fires lit and torches to warm uh, the center of town and to make um, the, the people who live there feel at home, even in winter, like there's a warmth of the city. Most of the buildings are wooden construction built on stone foundations. And there's even some sections of the city that uh, burrow underground into the stone itself. Uh, for example, there's a uh, section of the keep that goes underground where the bodies of previous lords are kept because it feels somehow uh, disgraceful to burn the dead, uh, especially of noble birth, and it's impossible to dig through the ground in wintertime, so they simply have to have these uh, burial chambers. As you approach the city, the gates swing wide for their lord. It is morning. There's normal hustle and bustle around occupants of the city looking up at your group coming back and there begins to gather a kind of a crowd. Earl has the giant the white wolf pelt slung over his shoulder proudly on display so as people can see what the uh, see the deed that he's done. Feral off the white horse, beautiful fool or colt is um, following on a rope behind Laod, and the people stop to awe and admire what's been done. Uh, especially when you get past uh, any pub drinking establishment sort of thing, people spill out onto the street to see what uh, what the commotion is and and uh, gather to welcome welcome their lord back and um, bear witness to the deeds that have been accomplished. And the four of you ride with your lord and his son. How do you feel entering the city with the crowd gathering around, ready to stand in admiration at the deeds you've accomplished? Uh, Dren starts to make space. Watch out, you subs! Your lord's coming through! What the hell are you doing? <laughs> And actually, in, um, the ones that are pressing or pressing near the front to get a better look do uh, back off a little bit and make way. 
That's better. Look, look at your lord in all his glorious thread. This thing, beautiful horse lord, with that beautiful savage white wolf. It's quite the sight to behold, don't you think? You hear a snigger um, across from you, Dren, and you look down, and uh, a young man that you know as Guthor is uh, standing um, outside uh, one of the pubs with uh, a mischievous, cheeky sort of grin on his face. You know him quite, quite well. You've run into Guthor a couple of times. You've uh, had to deal with the problems he's made um, at different pubs. Um, he's... Uh, Guthor is the son of an advisor to Laod. Um, he somehow managed to skip his two years of mandatory military service. So he's one of the few young men in the city who did not serve in Leod's, uh, military at all. You're not really sure how he managed to pull that off except for the strings that his father must have pulled. And he's kind of known for being a, a laze about and living off his father's wealth or otherwise trying to make a quick buck through... Hmm, less than savory means and his sister Theodis is uh, standing beside him she's a few years younger than him uh, he's in his early 20s and uh, he smiles and said the young lordling did that all in his own did he somehow I doubt that very much Theodis uh, on uh, however uh, notably blushes when Earl comes uh, riding through. She's uh, about 19 years old. She's got um, really beautiful blonde hair, dressed quite well, a circlet around her, um, around her forehead. And uh, she tries to walk alongside Earl. Earl, you've accomplished a mighty feat here. Truly, this deed will go down in history. You're so... You're so brave. What a warrior. No, 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 no. I'm not going to stand for this. Earl kind of grins <laughs> and he's like, I kind of am, aren't I? Can I try to distract from her, please? And also greet her um, by bursting out in song. Sure, go for it. Because um, Kelvin's been like, Seriously, writing a song all the way back. Did you want to? Oh my god, <laughs> I'm I'm putting a hope to that, please. So take it to sixteen. Okay, so you got an eight, and with a hope that goes to sixteen. Yes, it does because okay. it's favored. Awesome. Um, did you want to? Yeah. And he... Did you want to recite your song? Sure. Go for it. Um. She, like, takes a big breath, you know, makes a huge flourish, tries to get everyone's attention, especially, especially Errol's, because this girl is not going to steal her Errol from her. Um, and she, like, starts to strum her lyre and goes, la, 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 early one morning on a whistle and the wind. 
Where all the sun up lay out went for winter swim. He curled out of freezing and spied a wolf of white. Seen the snow red as he took his beastly high. And then she just goes, la, 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 la. And just keeps singing that and tries to get, like, all the people who are pouring out of the bars, especially the one around, the one around, um, Grithor and, um, Theodos to, uh, join along with her. I don't really know her name because I don't like her. <laughs> She's trying to talk to my dude. Sure. Well, the, uh, people coming out of the, um, uh, the Colton Bramble, um, in, are some of the even though it's morning, some of them are into some breakfast beers and and they're clinking glasses and and realizing, hey, this actually this tune makes a pretty good pub song actually, and they do the best they can. They wait for you to um, sing the verses and and uh, come along in in the chorus um, and uh, clink glasses as they do, and it actually quite it raises quite a quite a big uproar as a, a, a lot of individuals start joining in, and when the song's done, there's just hey. To Kelwin, the bard. Kelwin is going to actually just run up to Earl and, and ask, how do you like my song? Hmm? Oh, it was quite impressive, actually, Kelwin. I, I uh, all the, the ride back, I, I did not even hear you practicing that. That's quite amazing. You did that all in your I head on the I... way back. I was in the back. My head is where I live. Now, shall we get you back to rest? You must be tired. Uh, you look back and you see uh, Theodis um, caught up in the crowd, just her arms crossed and this look of just frustration on her face. I want to give her like the most guileless, friendliest smile. <laughs> Roll a courtesy. Surely that's a really yeah, good I think a riddle, a... a riddle would be suitable as well, yeah. Oh, oh no. I'm even less than that. Well, either way, it's your choice. She's going to see right through. That's okay. I rolled a seven. Yeah. It it comes across more of just like smugness, and uh, she definitely feels that one. Um, anyone who wants to can roll an awareness to see if you notice all of this happening. Uh, but if you're happy just to be um, trotting alongside uh, your lord, that's fine too. I rolled a ten just to see if he notices. You're a little. I rolled an yeah. eleven. Yeah. But I'm going to hope it because why not? <laughs> with the, that'll, with, that'll take it. That'll take it up to a uh, fifteen. Sure. With a rune. With a great success. <laughs> yeah, it's a great success. So. Yeah, you definitely notice all of this happening. You're just kind of like watching the whole back and forth, looking back between. Uh, Theodis and Kelwin and um, Earl, you're picking up on on uh, pretty much everything that's going on here. You're realizing there's a, a little bit of a rivalry going on here. Uh, I'll leave it up to you if you've like picked up on Kelwin's advances uh, in the past, but if you haven't, uh, it's perfectly clear to you now what's happening. Dren kind of looks over his shoulder at Kelwin and Earl and goes, my lord, might I have a bit of the morning off? Well, as far as I'm concerned, you've earned it, Jen. He'll dismount and uh, he'll uh, hand the reins to his steed to Aldor or Frez and whoever's closer. And he's going to walk forward. 
And he's gonna be he's gonna look at Thetis and be like, Thetis, Guthor, you wanna have a bit of a bite? I know you do, Punch Boy. He says to Guthor, kind of poking his belly. Guthor is, um, looks like he's going to make some kind of a smug comment, and then, um, are you buying? Absolutely. I've fan famished, and I've got coin. Let's go. I could eat. There it is. We've been invited. Uh, and Theodis, um, she doesn't, uh, from your interactions with her, both both of these um, siblings spend a lot of time in the court uh, at the keep uh, just because they're the children of Leod's personal advisor. Um, so you know them a little bit, um, but uh, Theodis kind of like avoids you. Uh, she's a little bit of like a noble snob type, and uh, you, you sort of, you never had it like verified, but you've always had the impression that she looks down on you. And she kind of like turns up her nose sharply into the sky and huffs and says, We'll be back at the keep if you need me. And uh, she starts walking off, leaving you alone with Guthor. Thaddeus, you sure you don't want to hear all the, the gritty secrets and. The story of how all this came to happen? Roll a persuade. Target Hell number, yeah, let's see. Target number of 12. Yo, I rolled a Gandalf! <laughs> That's a Gandalf. Um, Theotis, she you can almost feel like the resistance as she her head like almost turns around against her will. Uh, there's something here, you know, there's a juicy secret maybe in all this. And um, uh, she spins with uh, uh, one eyebrow raised. Well, if there's a story in it, perhaps. Very well, then, I suppose I could spare an hour or two. Thank goodness, because I honestly invited you. I just invited Guthor out of good manners. Huh. Let's go get a bite. Uh, so you both uh, head into the Colton Bramble then. Uh, or all three of you, I should say. Thus, beginning our first party split. First of many, I'm sure. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Let's move over to the uh, the other group who's still proceeding down the street, um, followed by the lord of the citizens of Framsburg. Uh, Kelwin, I imagine, like uh, singing your song, teaching it to to new groups along the way as you pass. Um, you arrive at the keep in about fifteen minutes of uh, trotting along at a pretty slow pace, uh, to, just to avoid injuring. The crowd who's pressing around kids that are um, coming up to Fearloff and, and just trying to get a hand on him, patting his um, shimmering coat. Um, the keep itself is quite an extraordinary feat of engineering. It's um, it used to be the the peak of this hilltop, uh, and is completely made out of stone. It's carved into the rock itself, not not constructed. Um, it's it, it's carved out of a single stone or the the mountain itself. Um, 
sort of a gothic kind of appearance, really high towers, high ceiling, uh, high arches. And uh, when you when you enter into the building, there's space and pillars, um, torches lit, creating shadows that create this uh, this feeling of uh, of of oldness and depth and and uh, and richness and memory. Um, it's an emotional experience walking into this building. And um, the it's set up so that you can walk horses all the way to the um, the court, where uh, Layod dismounts, and uh, so does Earl. People come to take their horses. Um, Layod makes sure that Fearloff goes with one of his horse trainers that he trusts implicitly, gives him really careful instructions on... Um, on how we would like Fearloff treated and where 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 we would like him kept and things like that for the time being, and uh, the trainer leads Fearloff off. In the court itself, Gardred, uh, Leod's advisor and uh, father to Guthor and Theotis, is waiting there with a a concerned expression on his face. Uh, you can tell he's irritated. And he says, There are many matters to attend to, my lord. You have been away for too long. We have been forced to make many decisions in your stead. My men tell me you have brought this fine horse back from the wilds, but what does a horse compare with the matters of state? The needs of your people. A, a lord must be with his people. A, a lord mu must. And he's interrupted by Laod. A lord must do as he must. Unless you are incompetent to manage trivial matters in my absence. Uh, my lord, I, never mind. What matter is so pressing that it needs my personal attention? Uh, as you know, Lord Laod, only you can deliver a sentence of death. That seems to get Laod's attention enough, and he takes to a chair. Uh, he never calls it a throne, exactly. He's no king. But uh, he does need to sit um, somewhere to, to um, judge matters on behalf of his people as they're brought to his attention. And he slides into that, um, that judge's chair. And who, then, is to meet his fate? at the hands of his own lord this day. He nods, and a prisoner in chains is brought forth. Does not seem like a citizen of Framsburg. Much more wild-looking, and all of you recognize this as clearly uh, a hillman of the north. He's favoring his one side, his hands at his ribs, and he is thrown roughly to the ground. Hillman was found to the south, wandering the vales alone. He had on a great coat of a soldier of the Ethiod, as well of a sack as, as well as a sack of fine jewelry, tableware, and other items of value. My lord, one of our trade caravans from Gondor, was expected to return several days ago and has not arrived. We believe it fell prey to the misdeeds of this miscreant and whatever passes for his companions. 
He will not speak to save himself, so his guilt is evident. By our laws, robbery of the Lord's property and murder of the Lord's men and horses. The penalty is clear, my Lord, he must die. Leod looks over to his son and to Kelwin and back to his son. Um, Kelwin, you, you might be wondering if he might be thinking of uh, your suggestion about handing matters of state more over to um, Earl. And your lord has his answer. I relinquish agency of this matter to my son Earl. He will be lord one day in my stead. He must learn to rule, so he must learn to pass judgment. For the life of this man, what say you, son? Leod, or Earl looks like he has gone white. Someone's going to wince at this, <laughs> knowing that she had a part in this. Uh, but can I also study Leod's face, please? Is he, uh, how's he looking? Health-wise? He, uh, uh, health-wise? Roll either healing or an insight. Okay. Um, pulling on my healing skills, my mom taught me. Oh my gosh, that's a 90 with a thing with a ring. Yep, so that's a great success. Um, he's looking tired. He's propping himself up, uh, trying to hide the fact that he's like distributing his weight in a way that like possibly as his legs are, are a little weak, especially the way that he climbed into the chair. It's enough to, you know, make uh, a... It's noticeable. It was a, a, a watcher who noticed it might assume that he's weary from travel. Uh, you know, he's getting, getting on in years. And it's reasonable if uh, you're feeling a little stiff after riding for so long, but uh, you, you strongly suspect it might be related to his illness. Um, so I'm going to turn to Earl and uh, say, Ah, but this is the opportunity you've been waiting for, is it not? You can't do this. Show them, show them what you can do. Well, Behind all that foolishness and blame. Well, I know, I was waiting for an opportunity, but I'm not quite sure this is the one. Uh, uh, my lord, you, you have your advisor, I, I have mine. Give me a moment to consult with my friends here. My advisors, I mean. Um, Laird nods, and he turns to the three of you. Totally looking at Brazen because he's like the dad kind in the group. I kind of... Put a, put a hand to touch in and be like, matters like these, I would counsel you to hear him out, see what he has to say before rendering any sort of judgment. Godred already said he wouldn't and, speak to save himself. Yes, but have you noticed it appears he's also been beaten? Perhaps a different method. 
Hmm. Such uh, methods would... It's against our laws to use them on our own citizens. I suppose for good reason. Seems wrong to use them on outsiders, then. And this shipment from Gondor, did it contain these gems? Is, is that the evidence he has? So otherwise he's just wearing a coat and has some jewels on him. A coat of one of our soldiers. A satchel of jewels. Hardly, uh, is... You, you would hardly expect a, a hillman to be carrying around such wealth. But it doesn't mean he robbed you. Unless, of course, these are jewels taken from your uh, caravan. Quite right. Do you suggest we examine the items that were taken from him? And perhaps the proposed shipment from Gondor. Hmm. What were we expecting? An excellent question. I, of course, know nothing about our uh, shipment routines. I suppose we'd have to consult with someone who does. Ed, Cohen, what do you say? You're the one who suggested I get in more involved in matters of state in the first place. Advise me, then. Well, I say you take Grayson's advice. Talk to the man, see what he thinks. I don't... And perhaps, you know, treat him like a person. Sounds reasonable. Uh, Earl takes his father's side, uh, climbing a small platform that leads up to the the uh, judge's seat. Uh, my friend, my friend, he says to the man. It's all right. Look up. The man uh, on his knees um, looks up. His eyes still, his head still low, um, but he he brings his eyes up to meet Earl's. What is your name, my friend? Uh, my people call me Throsval. Throsval, you stand accused here by the advisor of our lord of robbery and murder. He says you will say nothing in your own defense. Is that the case? Uh, and Thoreau's fall indeed remains silent. Did it seem as though Thoreau's fall maybe glanced at Godred or any of his his guards mm. or seemed scared in any way? Oh, an insider awareness. That will be doing the same. Yeah. If he doesn't get it, I got a 12. I uh, got a 19. Frozen, you can't help but notice that um, Thoreau's fall seems to be making some kind of eye contact with someone. Uh, you simply can't resist but doing it. But there's a bit of a, a crowd around. It's certainly into the... Um, not at Guardred, but into the... Um, where, where, the where, where the guards are standing. But you can't tell which individual... Um, he does, uh, there, there is, there is, um, an element of fear that crosses his face. 
Um, Earl's still uh, um, talking with him, right? He's trying to, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll wait for till the moment has passed. Sure. Well, you know the laws of our country. If you steal from the Lord and murder his men, what are we left to do? The penalty is death. And uh, Thrillsfall gets this uh, expression of just indignation on his face. If that's my fate, then I guess it's my fate. Uh, I'm going to overtly try to just, like, clear my throat to, to get Earl's attention. Sure. Yeah, he looks over at you. He's basically, like, desperate for any kind of advice. Uh, I'd approach. Um, I'm just kind of, like, leaning a whisper uh, towards his ear. It seems this man is uh, wary of something around here. Perhaps you would gain more insight uh, in a place more private. Earl uh, raises an eyebrow. Um, considers what you had to had to say and nods. Very well. Godred, have your men return Thor's Valhill to the cells. I will examine these the evidence, the items that have been found were found on him, and uh, proceed from there. But I will not pass judgment on a man leading to his death simply because of his silence. Liad uh, nods. He seems satisfied by this for now. Very well then. Godred, are you satisfied? If that is the will of my lord. Very well then. As for me, I must have a bath, and I believe I'm due for a bit of a sleep as well. Earl, you have... Command of the kingdom. Your competence has been shown today. Uh, he and he uh, and looks over at Gardred. Any more matters of state, bring to Earl, and uh, whatever he deems necessary, carry out uh, his re his requests. And Gardred nods um, respectfully. Uh, Leah calls a couple of his uh, servants with him, and uh, they retreat to his chambers. May I please look at Godred's face to see um, how he's taking that? Insight. <laughs> Gandalf, 19, with a Tangor. That's a Gandalf with a great success. How, before I answer that, how would you expect that Gardred might take that? Like, what were from you expecting tone, to see? Um, so from his tone earlier, he sounds like the kind of man that Calvin would not like and that a father would not respect. Um, he sounds like a man who likes his station a little bit too much. You pick some. You pick quite a lot of that up. That you know he is quite uh, 
like uh, arrogant about his station. But hearing the news that Earl is going to be making judgments today, he actually seems quite pleased with that. Maybe a little. Well, my maybe maybe um, pleased to a point where it's a little conspicuous how pleased he is. Oh. Suspiciously pleased? Maybe. Thinks the inexperience will make mistakes, maybe. Hmm. Um, is he near enough for me to for him to hear me whispering to everybody else? Mm, you don't really know how good his uh, his um range of hearing is, but you wouldn't think so. That he you wouldn't think he could pick up on a whisper from where you are. I lean into the group and I, and I whisper. I'd watch Garter. He seems very pleased that we're taking this on. And he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who generally likes you, girl. <laughs> well, you read about that. Well, he is, uh, he's Guther's father, after all. <laughs> right, he is. Uh, right, you are. Um, but that being said, good men can have cruel and evil sons. But, uh, well, at least he raised one of his children well. Perhaps... Shooting him a little. <laughs> he doesn't Perhaps notice. Freezing yeah. and I should uh, accompany the prisoner just to make sure he doesn't uh, injure himself anymore. I will and insist on, on it. I will insist that you do. And uh, once you're done, um, let's see if Godred can show us the items that uh, they found on Thrall's Fall, and perhaps we'll learn more from an examination. What say all of you? Yep. Sounds good. Well, how Think... does he have some, um, some wine? Yeah. Ah. That is an excellent idea. Nothing clears the mind like a cask of red. Let's, um... Maybe more like a flagon. Ah! Oh, uh, point well spoken. Um, he raises a finger to get attention of some guards and servants and gives the orders for uh, Frazen and Aldor to um, be part of the escort for Thrillsvald back down to the cells. Um... He orders some food and wine to be brought, a fire to be lit, uh, and the evidence brought before him in a private room for his personal examination. And perhaps someone should call on Dren. This man may respond better to him. I'll send someone immediately. Um, oh, Kelvin, thank you. Of course. I have no business questioning them. It seems like we're going, and I, I write stories, but like, we'll talk to them. Sure. So, uh, Frazen and Aldor, you're, uh, you join the, uh, the guards, bringing Thrills Fall down to the dungeons. They're, nobody hurts them. Um, you know, that could be because they're being watched or whatever. Um, but 
Kelwin uh, rides off and uh, within uh, considerably less time um, than you had coming here, uh, she get, gets back to the Colton Bramble um, to see Dren, uh, Guthar, and Theotis uh, pretty deep into a uh, delicious-looking meal of venison. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to RP that or not. Um, sure. Can I uh, can I take it back a minute to when I was alone with Guthor and Theodis? Yeah, let's do that. Sure. So um, a few minutes before Kelwin arrives, sure. Uh, just enjoying a meal at the Colton Brown. Bowl. Yeah. And uh, after I've regaled uh, them both with the uh, not the the uh, personal um. Details of Earl's story, but the uh, glorious bits, absolutely. I've regaled them over the meal. But I kind of look at Theodis pointedly in, in the middle of the meal, and after I've noticed that she seems like she's pretty contented in her um, hackles are less up. Theodis, I've got a little bit of a proposal for you. I've seen the way you look at Earl. Garthus, uh, at the the word proposal, Garthus like, ah, here comes Theodis. I told you, you have a new suitor. No, no, you're wrong. I, Theodis, you're delightful on the eyes, and you're a lovely lady, and your stature is, uh, societal stature is more than I could ever acclaim to. That's not what I have in mind at all. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed. Kelwin likes Earl, and I think Earl likes Kelwin. Oh, really? But, and why are you telling me this? Well, I think he likes you a bit too, and you know, there's the whole um... look, it might be a bit of a Rudauer thing, but a good way to get people interested in you is like to pretend like you're into somebody else, right? Because once you're off the market, you're that more, much more desirable. What do you think? And I mind you, like I said, Kelwin is where my eyes are set, not you. <laughs> what do you say we pretend to be courting? Theodis pops a grape in her mouth uh, with a bit of a cheeky smile on her face. Well, that is interesting. And I have to say, I do like the way you think. I didn't know you had it. You had it in you, Dren. However, um, just a sneaky hillman. He'll he'll wink at her after that. <laughs> um, she shudders a little bit and uh, and says, "However, it's not really a matter of who Earl likes. It's a matter of who Leod likes. He would never give consent for Earl to be betrothed to someone as lowborn as Kelwin." But a proper nobleborn, a proper oh. lady. Uh, so Dren kind of looks into his cup for a minute, and at the table with Guthor and Thanis there, he goes, "I wouldn't be so sure about that." And uh, oh, kind of swallows, not? swallows a bit to himself. I don't think uh, Leod's got a lot. Longer for this world. That doesn't leave. This doesn't leave this table. I think. Um, I think Leod might be. Not 
He's sick. It's the truth. Roll persuade. Okay, we'll see. This, uh, it's only a six. Um, I can, I can hope that, but I think that would only pick it up to a, nope. I can't even hope that better. Six is where it stands. Okay. But I'm, I look at them and there's all, only sincerity in my face. I'm not trying to convince them. I'm just telling them some, a deep cut. She stands up, and uh, her chair slides back, squeaking loudly across the ground. She's still smiling a little bit. She seems to be unfazed, uh, putting another grape in her mouth. So what you're saying, then, is I have to move fast. I can move fast. And as Kelwin walks through the door, I stand up and lean, f uh, see her, and then I just lean forward and give Theodis a quick kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Um, okay, she's gonna try to duck out of the way. I, yeah, I'm sure roll, she is. Roll in athletics if you want to try to. I'm not going to fucking tackle her. You don't have to castle tackle her. It's just like how fast you can, you know, do that before she reacts. Oh, like like a swift, like yeah. like cheeky sneaky kiss <laughs> not, on the cheek. I'm not I guess. Saying, I'm not saying you're like holding her down against her will. No, like, kiss me. <laughs> I would never do that. Okay. That's horrifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just about how how uh, if you can like uh, get um, get a quick peck on her cheek before she realizes what's happening. Uh, Eighteen. I am quick. That's pretty quick. All right. So yeah, um, you can see that like Theodos is a little surprised or whatever, um, and Kelwin sees that as soon as she walks in, like just a dren giving Theodis a peck on the cheek and Theodis looking shocked. Uh, she's clearly on her way yeah. out as Dren is doing this. <laughs> Kelvin just gets this look of disgust on her face. I mean, the enemy? Really? <laughs> but then she like tries to hide it because this is in front, it's in front of Theodis and her Theodis trying to stand as tall mm -hmm. as she can, uh, even though she's about Kelvin's height, pretty much exactly. Uh, tries to look, you know, be in a position where she can look down on, on you and says, you keep strange company, Kelwin. Very rude company. Maybe you should teach this one some manners. Oh, uh, you like... Like yours. Oh, I'm afraid we'd all be some... I guess that my spirit's not. And... Oh, I... Can you hear me now? I think that's a bit better. Oh, sorry. I give her my sweetest smile and I say, if all manners were like yours, I'm afraid we'd all be human, my dear. Oh. Have a good night. Do you want to roll an odd to see if that cuts deep? Sure. All right. Why not? 14, great success. Sure, she's got nothing to say in response. Uh, she just keeps looking continuously more shocked at this outrage. And uh, you see her huffing and storming off toward the direction of the keep where she lives. Guther's kind of enjoying this. He's like leaning back in his chair, a little bit inebriated and just chuckling to himself. <laughs> oh, Jaren, you never fail to entertain. 
You never fail to creep me out. You can finish my meal too, by the way. You're looking a little softer on the edges. He's already about halfway through your meal. Oh, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Calwin, how can, what can I do you for? We apparently Earl has lordly duties to attend, and as his friends, we must attend him. If you're not too drunk. No, or not too busy flirting. Winks. Oh. I think my advances were a little sourly taken, but I think uh, I think I made my intent clear. Ah, but you have a good heart. I'm sure you shall find some lovely woman at some point. He kind of like waves a hand at you. Alright, let's go see Earl. Gestures out the door, bows with a flourish. Waits for Dren to walk past. You're gonna make me puke, and you know it's ladies first, and they shove her through the door. <laughs> Alright, so we go and see Earl, I guess. Okay, when you get back to the keep, uh, there are some um, servants of the keep waiting for you both, with clear, clearly with orders to escort you to the uh, private room that Earl's arranged. There's food and drink in there. Uh, wine, ale, um, and um, various... Um, uh, there's like a stew and, and just like meats and things like that. Some bread, butter, and um, uh, a fire roaring. Uh, a table it has been pulled to the center of the room with apparently all the evidence uh, laid out on it. Uh, you see there's a... Uh, uh, a sackcloth bag um, that's filled with different uh, jewels and circlets, bracelets, uh, jewelry of all sorts. Uh, there is a great coat um, that is um, part of the uniform of the Ethiog guards. Um, and there's uh, a box that's full of really finely made dinnerware, cutlery, things like that. And there's another satchel of uh, uh, of dinnerware, plates and things like that. Some of them metal, some of them uh, different types of pottery, and some of them are broken. Well, my friends, says Earl, the evidence. Uh, he explains the situation to Dren. So, if we are determined... Roosevelt's guilt or innocence, and he will not speak for himself. Perhaps these items will speak for him. Does anything seem out of place to me? Uh, what are you looking for in particular? Is there anything here that, um, at least Rudauer, the Rudauer tribe of Hillmen wouldn't value? Or anything here that would look out of place for something we'd be after? Or yeah. try to do? So, the Hillmen around here aren't Rudauer Hillmen. They're just Hillmen of the North. I'm aware. Yeah. But... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, but no, no, I was going to say, but please, uh, tell me, like... Does anything just look weird to me? Like they're all stuff that you um, never expect a, a hillman to be carrying around, right? But uh, 
specifically, like, I think the thing that stands out to Dren is, like, the coat. Like... Hmm. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll a search to examine the coat? Like, because even even at a distance, like, we don't look the same. So the second you're not, like... <laughs> the second the second you're not, like, you know, far away, that's that cover's blown. It's not like you can sneak in as a helmet into a uh, Ethiod, uh, like, camp or anything like that. Oh, yeah, no, this guy's... His, his appearance is, uh, gives him away, no matter what he's wearing. That's a Sauron with a one. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, yeah, you just feel like a little bit defensive for this guy at the moment, perhaps. So, um, he, suffering from uh, a little bit of confirmation bias, and yeah, he, he could have found it. Maybe a patrolman lost it. Why shouldn't a hillman have a coat of the Ethiad? I don't know. I can't put it together. Like, yeah, I understand that uh, he this is found in his possession, but it just. Something about it's discordant to me, but I can't put a finger on it. Uh, Aldor returns with a piece of paper that has the, the names of the guards that were left uh, to look over the uh, prisoner. Um, as he walks in, he says, Do we have a ledger of what was expected in the caravan? I did order one, um, and I have it with me. Uh, Earl produces a uh, a ledger, um, and all of the items here can be found on it, except for the code, of course. Uh, there's uh, also a, to... a significantly larger amount of things. I mean, it was a whole caravan. Just to be su suspicious, um, Aldo's just going to rub his thumb, thumb over the, the ink, just to make sure it's not being freshly drawn up. Um, okay. Roll, um, roll search. That's the Gandalf. Mm -hmm. Uh, it has not been freshly drawn up. Um, oh, however, there is one item that was written onto it that's been blotted out. Okay, so Aldor turns to Earl, I suppose, and says, Do you have any idea what was written here? Oh, it must have been a mistake. It happens. Does that seem fresher than the rest? Like it's been uh, taken not, off to, to hide something? Not notably. It doesn't look like recent as in like it wasn't done any time in the last you know couple hours um Earl I mean you have many strengths I, you can ride a horse well you are an amazing swordsman and well I could go on and she stops herself and blushes but I don't think you understand what we're saying here. I think Eldor 
is trying to tell you that there might be foul play. Oh, no, indeed, Cohen. I understand completely. It's only a matter of where's the evidence. So perhaps something that is crossed out could have been crossed out on purpose. That is true. But how will we know? My thoughts... How will we know if we don't look? I, I agree we need evidence either way. I'm thinking this may be a convenient setup for someone to have taken whatever item was there and framed the Silman to uh, hide their misdeed, I suppose. He could very well have stolen these things. I don't doubt that. I just want to be sure. An interesting theory. And if it can be proven, well, worth pursuing. Well, is everyone satisfied with what they've seen here? Or did you want uh, to have a look? No, my lord. Uh, can I speak with uh, the accused? Thrallsvall, um, if we are uh, finished with the evidence here, I see no reason why we shouldn't uh, question the accused. Oh, I can stay and have a look. You wouldn't mind. Uh, if you think it best, Cohen, then um, I default to your judgment. All right, then. Uh, I've looked through the evidence myself and have found nothing. Uh, if anyone wants to stay and continue looking through that, then that's fine. The rest of us will continue on to see what Thorswall has to say for himself. I'll be there in a moment. Okay. Um, is anybody staying with Cotlin? Nope. Okay. Cohen, uh, what would you I like to do with this to... evidence? Very meticulously, like, systematically empty everything out. Um, so what, what lies before me on the table? Just, like, lots of chests and sacks and things like that? There's no chest exactly. There's two... Um, there's two sacks. One of them contains jewels and jewelry, uh, circlets, bracelets, necklaces, things like that. The other one contains dinnerware... Uh, plates, candle holders, candlesticks, that sort of thing. And there's a, a box of uh, really finely made silverware. Cutlery, things like that. So, like actual silver, very expensive. Um, and then, of course, there's the great coat. If you're okay. going through um... all these items meticulously, um, there's no reason to roll for it, really, because it would be obvious. Uh, when you end, uh, you notice um, a hole in one of the sackcloth bags, the ones with the plates. And when you empty out the contents of that and separate it, um, there's an orc arrow inside. Hmm. Um, and actually, before I had gone through it meticulously, I would have looked at the ledger to try to figure out what that blotted out word was. And because I used to spend my days... Um, studying whatever writings Earl discarded when I was younger, hoping that one of them was a love letter to me, I would turn it around to the back and try to um, try to make out the imprint 
that way. Okay. Um, I think maybe roll a craft uh, to see if you can um, understand just how, how to um, use light and, and um, um, what you have around to, to separate like a, uh, older writing from newer writing. Okay. Um, I think I would use perhaps the charcoal from uh, the dying hearth um, because I rolled a nine and I'm staring at it just hopelessly and dejected. But then I remember the trick with the charcoal I probably picked up from uh, my father or something when he was suspicious of somebody. And I hope it and that brings it to a 14. Uh, with 14, you can't make out the whole thing, but it seems to end with stone. Is it a long word before the word stone? Yeah, there seems to be a few more words in there. I tuck the paper in my cloak. Um, no, actually, my next to my breast pocket. I don't want it. I don't want anyone getting it. And, or it's, if it's a whole ledger, I'll take the ledger with me under my cloak. Um, and then I go through meticulously looking at things. And you said I found a hole in one of the sacks with an orc arrow in it. You did. So, pretty Wasn't clearly the orc arrow, like, the, the arrowhead fits the uh, the hole. Um, so it's pretty clearly gotten to the, into the sack um, through the hole. Okay, does it have any blood on it? Nope. Um, are there any others? Now that I see that, are there any other signs of battle? Roll search. May I roll a battle instead? <laughs> um, I think this one has pretty much got to be a search. Okay. That's a six. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Darn not... it, I should have been keen-eyed. I've got keen-eyed. <laughs> too late. I know, too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at this point, you're just a, a little too... Um, frustrated with your inability to to decipher the um the blotted out text and and uh you know surprised at at finding like an orc arrow and all never even heard orcs mentioned in all this um okay who's guarding this room there's a guard outside standing outside do i know him do i trust him you don't have any reason not to as i Pass outside. Um, well, actually, could I just take the whole sack with me? Is it a large sack? It's big enough, but you can carry it. I mean, the hillman was carrying all of these items. Oh, perfect. I take all of these items, and I go straight to where all the others are questioning him. Uh, the guard, when he sees you, like, leave, leaving with all the evidence. Uh, Lady Cohen, uh, uh, strict orders to keep this room, uh, specifically in order, uh, from uh, oh, Lord Earl well, himself. come with me then. I... Carry it. Oh, but, but Lady... I'm, I'm and... going straight to Earl. And, uh, he keeps protesting, but follows Cohen. <laughs> yeah, nosing me, I just walk in like, fast. she's got somewhere to be. Yeah. Going straight to the other party, uh, the rest of the party. Okay, so you take all your evidence downstairs. Um, so, uh, I'd say oh, that probably... Oh, sorry! Took... 
Um, I'm so sorry to interrupt. As I'm walking, uh, can I look at the people I pass in the hallway? Now I'm suspicious of everybody. I'd like to <laughs> see if I notice anybody, um, you know, looking at the items in a suspicious way. <laughs> okay, roll it insight. Yeah, not really. That's a six. Probably a little busy. That's a six. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, just a little too preoccupied. You're like, yeah, it could be anyone. Everything kind of looks suspicious at this point. Uh, so you're, um, yeah. So you'll start heading downstairs toward the cells. In the meantime, uh, all of you have about twenty minutes before uh, Kellen arrives uh, for the time that it would have taken her to sort through the evidence there uh, to speak to Throws Throwsball if you wanted to. So he's back in his cell, back in chains. Um, his ankles are locked up in clasps, and um, there are several guards uh, down in the cells. Uh, Earl uh, moves across the room, stands before Throsval, and says, Throsval, now that we have a little more privacy... Perhaps we could speak in a uh, more meaningful way to each other. I think there is a possibility you may be well you may well be innocent of the crimes you're accused of. Now that we have some space to ourselves, will you not speak in your defense? As he's saying this, Eldor's just going to try and ask the sort of the guards on his cell to to take a break, and that will take over. Um, Earl sees what you're doing and he nods at the guards when they look at him for confirmation so they leave um, Thor's fall says alright you're the son of the lord what kind of authority do you have? Is it true? You're the one who's going to say whether I live or die. That is the mandate my father has given me. And rest assured, sir, it's not something I like to do. But if you are innocent, I would be happy to pass that judgment. Thorosval um, thinks about that for a little while and says, Well, if it's true, that's certainly a generous offer. But, even to save my own life, can't say nothing. You know, why not? I'd, I'd be more than happy to hear your side of things and investigate and confront. Yeah, all this investigating and confirmation. It's not going to tell you anything about what you need to know. Look, you want to know the truth of the matter? You got to talk to Ofrican. And Earl's face just goes white again. Do we know who that is? Earl Lore. Uh... That's 11, but I like law, so I'm just going to hope to it to put it up to 15. 
the Sauron. Yeah, Cohen, you're not actually Maybe even down here yet. Um, That's right, sorry. So, um, Aldor... Yeah, Dren. It's actually a little bit surprising, Dren, that uh, you got a 7 there. It's actually a little surprising that you haven't heard of uh, Rothrakin. Um, but Aldor has. Uh, it takes him a little while to remember. But you've heard his name connected to uh, a group of people um, who are... It, there, there's been some speculation about whether or not they even exist. But uh, there's this... Um, a bit of a conspiracy theory in um, Framsburg that there's a uh, group of um, people who live outside of the laws of Framsburg within Framsburg. Um, they don't consider themselves subjects of their lord. Uh, they live by their own rules and laws and they call themselves the tenants of stone and they live under the city through a, a network of tunnels that may be natural, maybe they've uh, carved out for themselves. But uh, as far as you know, Eldar, like you've heard all this before, but you've, you have no confirmation about whether or not it's true. Um, yeah, Eldar would say, sort of quirk his head slightly at the guy and just be like, of the tenants of stone, right? <laughs> You could call Let me ask, that, is, I guess. In this investigation, is it just your life at risk? <laughs> just watching very carefully. Only my life at risk. There are so many lives at risk, you can't even begin to comprehend it. What would happen if you were to plead innocent? can't plead innocent because I don't have permission to plead innocent and I'm not the one who makes the rules anyway you wouldn't believe me even if I told you do you think we would be here if we weren't willing to believe you I don't know what to think about a lot of you but I know I've got my orders Uh, kind of looks to Earl to digest all this information. <laughs> so. No more from you then, Thralsval. If I want more information, I must speak to Alfrican. Correct? Thralsval just grins and nods. Uh, I got one question. If you're operating out like these tenants of stone... Eldor's told me a thing or two, I just didn't put one and one together. Why the jewels if you're operating outside the laws of Ramsburg? You wouldn't need currency. That's adornment. That's stupid. Like I said, talk to Alfrican. If he wants to tell you, then he'll tell you. And if he don't want to tell you, then you'll never know. Again, watching him very carefully, Aldo's just going to say, one man for the organization, right? 
If that's the way you want to think about it, feel free. Can I inside him? Sure. He's a bit of a mystery to you with that nine. Um, just looking. Sorry. Yeah, I want to know. I'm I'm gonna hope it to 15, fourteen. Okay. What is it that you that you are wanting to find out? Like, if you sort of like we're we're trying to answer a question just by perceiving him, what would that question be? Um. Uh basically, like, is are his people um, being allowed to continue living or doing business? by sort of putting him up, I suppose? Is okay. there like a threat to the organization that he is uh, sort of being a scapegoat to stop? With an ordinary success, you can tell that he doesn't think of himself as a scapegoat, but you can see this intense steel-like commitment to something that he feels is much greater than his, himself. Yeah, Aldo's going to file that away and just let the party know those thoughts um, once they're away from him. Um, and looking just... at Aldor... Oh, sorry. Looking at Aldor, though, Trent's going to look at him and just kind of whisper into his ear something, but bring it up later. Uh, he's going to whisper in Aldor's ear. It's like he's trying to be a martyr or something like that. And it's weird. Very sort of subtly nods. Um, and since you're kind of just talking about him, not to him, uh, Thrallsvall just slumps back into the corner, his hair falling over his eyes and his face just darkening uh, to accept his fate. Well, I don't know about the lot of you, but I'm not ready to pass judgment on this man yet. If we need to see Ofrican to clear things up, then to Ofrican we go. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. With my knowledge of the Tenants of Stone, do I know if they harbor any kind of hatred towards Earl and Leon? Well, that's the thing that... You you are unable to even confirm whether or not they even exist or not. So to say whether or not they harbor hatred is maybe a little bit of a reach. Um, if they are people living in Framsburg and choosing not to operate under the laws of Framsburg, then you can't imagine they have a, a particular love for the nobility. Okay. Are you sure it would be safe for you to go, Earl? He kind of, like, comes uh, quite a lot closer to you, Aldor, and speaks in a very low voice. It's been safe all the other times. <laughs> well, okay, then. Just a really confident um, smile at you and claps you on the shoulder, Aldor. And at this point, uh, Kelwin is bumbling her way down the stairs, carrying... Uh, uh, two large sacks of loot and a box of silverware. Oh, ow, ow, ow. Toe, stub my toe. Okay. Mm. Help, please. Too much stuff to carry. 
Okay, I will carry it. Just because nobody else said they would. <laughs> Dump it. Dump, like, most of the stuff in his hand and pluck out the, um, the bag with the orc arrow hole in it. And I think I'm going to say it right in front of the, uh, the hillman. Uh, throws bowl, because... Why not? I want to see his reaction. I'm watching his face for his reaction. On an orc arrow. Points to the hole. Um, yeah, Thorazor's reaction is, um, uh, even in the darkness, um, like his face was downcast. You can tell his, he tries not to move as much as possible, but you, you can see that his eyes look up. So, you know, what's that about then? Hmm? It's about where it's always about, isn't it? Maybe. And he, uh, like, uh, stands up, smiles, and uh, drags himself, uh, even with his uh, class feet, over to the, the bars of the cell, leaning onto it and grinning out. Maybe now you'll start to begin piecing it all together. Bit by bit. But I think a lot of you aren't going to understand anything until it's too late. Um, Earl, why do I get the feeling he's trying to... This is part of an invasion? I mean, arrow in the back seems kind of ominous. Oh, Frazen! I could use your help. This word right here, and she like... Frazen, she like runs up to you and like pushes a, a piece, a ledger right into your face, like right under your nose. I've been trying uh, to what? scribble uh, at it with, uh, with, with charcoal and such, but I can't read it. All I can make out is stone. Uh, mm. Can I make an attempt at this? Sure. Um, it's already been done, which means the uh, the TN's going to be higher for somebody new to try, but go ahead and roll a craft at a target number. I'm going to say um, 18. And what? Uh, no, I have an 11, and then it's not favorite, so I wouldn't be able to make it with hope. Nope. Mm. Yeah, you can't even, like, uh, yeah. you, you you could possibly even think Kelwin's just, like, full of it, even, you can't even see the word stone in there. Yeah, um, admire the effort, but, uh, never really been too great at that kind of stuff myself. Oh, Frazen, you're... I know you seem a lot like a dad, but are your eyes getting old too? And she grins at him. Would invoking keen-eyed uh, be able to make it out? So keen-eyed is, uh, if you want to invoke something to pass a roll, it has to be uh, something that would just be like uh, something that's fairly simple to do. This is quite a complex task. Okay. Hmm. Errol, can you make this out? He takes a look of it, squints, uh, squints into the light. Uh, 
I will actually roll for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, with a seven. Um, I can't make heads nor tails of it, Kelwin. I don't even know how you managed to get as far as you did. Whoever's tried to hide something has done a very good job of it. It's an artifact that... It's some item. Oh, it's an item that ends with stone. It's some kind of stone. Well, that much is clear. Is there any reaction from uh, Thrasval as we're mentioning talk of a stone? Roll an insight. Uh, that's an 11. I could actually hope that up to a 15. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, there's a reaction from him. Um, you can tell just by his body language that he's uh, listening very intently. And he's doing his best to try to appear like he isn't. Kind of try uh, out of earshot, tell the group. Think our friend here might know a bit about this stone of yours, Kelvin. Are there any stories about uh, something that Hillman or the, even the rumors of the tenants of the stone, or is it just tenants of the stone, um, that that may be applicable? Like, why are they called tenants of the stone? Is there a particular stone that they're after? Roller. Nice. That's a 19. So, from what you have heard, the reason they're called tenants of the stone is because they are literally tenants of stone. They live in stone, in the stone beneath the city. Well, that's less than helpful. But looking at the thing, could it have just said tenants of stone? It could have. Although why that would be on an inventory list is a little strange, perhaps. But it could have said that. Unless, just uh, grasping at straws here, really. Unless it did just say Tenant of Stone and he's being shipped as a prisoner, I, I don't really have any, any input. Hmm. I don't think so. I think uh man's actually interested in this, though he's uh, trying mightily hard to make it seem otherwise. I don't take it you plan on telling us what that said, Thrasville? I think you might be getting a little bit smarter by every second we speak. You are correct. But you're not going to offer us aid. If I had aid to give, I might. But I'm afraid your time for aid has run out. So what kind of horrible death can we expect to die? Perhaps I can write a song about it before, you know? The best songs are always written after, don't you think? 
Oh, but if I'm dead, how will I write the song? I'm sure somebody will compose a suitable one for you, in your honor, if you fight bravely. And if the time for aid's over, then why not bother even just telling us what's going to happen, if it's going to happen anyways? Well, you might find out, but not from me. Like I said, talk to Ulfrican. And where do we find Ulfrican? <laughs> the little lordling, I think, already knows that. Looking over at Earl, he doesn't seem surprised by this statement at all. I think we've learned all we can from this man. If we are to see Afrikan, we won't head out now. It's getting too late in the day. But in the morning, be prepared. We go underground. Perhaps set some guards that you trust. That's a fair point. We wouldn't want anything to happen to our friend prematurely. Should anyone get suspicious of what might have been said down here. Don't worry, Thornsfall. I'll do my best to put good men. You'll be protected. Uh, Thor's Raw shows no reaction. I don't mean to tell you to suck, how to suck eggs, but make sure they're accountable on a roster. Another wise suggestion. I was right to uh, suggest all of you advise me in this task. I fear I would hardly have gotten this far without you. As but I think so. Maddie looking at Thursval and trying to invoke Kenai to see if I can pick up anything um, about his person that he might be carrying. Okay. Um, Keen-eyed? He's not carrying anything. He's looks like he's been, you know, stripped down of anything that he might have considered valuable or a personal item. But uh, you can tell that he's, um, he's injured um, near his ribs. There's blood that's staining through his shirt. I'm going to um, nod at him and ask, how did you get wounded? <laughs> Haven't you figured that out yet? That little toothpick you found in a bag? Well, the gods may have found one or two of them in me too. Want me to have a look? I'm a healer. Roll persuade. Or, you know, we all died that terrible death you were talking about. You can just stay here and rot up a, uh, an arrow wound instead. It's up to you. It's a terrible slow death, I hear. You can yeah, go for an awe instead. You can. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say with that, you probably only really needed a 12 if you're offering, you know, assistance to someone who's okay. wounded. And who hasn't received kind treatment since his arrival. So we'll consider well, 13. that 13 <laughs> with your rune to be a great success then. And uh, his features soften considerably. Um, he pulls up his shirt um, 
leaning over to one side, pulls it up to his armpit, and you can see that there's a festering orc arrow wound there. It's quite clearly infected. Um, hmm. um, and I kind of gesture to the, the party to like step out of the room with me a second if they if they would. Yeah, Earl will follow you. Um, unless anyone's staying behind, I'm going to tell everybody uh, in a whisper so no one else can hear. I, it takes some time for me to help him. But here, all the evidence, it, I don't know what else we can find with it, but it looks like there were signs of battle, and I don't know about the stone stuff, but it's all yours. Just, I, I'm scared it'll fall into the wrong hands, or someone will try to destroy it or something. I don't know. It's also suspicious. I'm just suspicious of everything right now. Um, but I would like to try to help this man. Of course. Um... You do your thing, Kelwin. Uh, I'll lock all this up in my own private quarters, uh, in my office. Uh, it won't be interfered with there. Perhaps one of you would stay with Kelwin, just in case. Uh, not a problem. Thank you. Um, and uh, so Earl uh, takes his leave. Kellen, um, if you're going to try to treat Thurl's fault, why don't you go ahead and roll healing? Okay. With a six, I'm gonna uh, hope that. okay. I'm going to hope that it turns to a 14. Okay. Sorry. Spending a hope to turn that to a 14. Um, while it's uh, ginger, um, you pack a, a poultice into Thrusvarl's wound, um, bandage it, wrap it up, and uh, he pulls his uh, uh, shirt down, kind of rotates his shoulder a little bit, wincing. Not really sure what you uh, stuffed into there, but, uh, well, it smells like something that might work. <laughs> Oh, why did you let us help you? Why did I let it? Why did I let you help me? Why don't you let us? Help you? More than this, I just drink all the healing. There's only one place help can come from me now, and it ain't from you. Hmm. You expect looks to come here? Orcs? I should hope not. Alright. You have a nice night, and I look at a brazen. If he wants me to give them a moment alone or anything. I step up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tonight, uh, you'll be invited to, um, Earl's, uh, Earl and, um, um, Leod's, uh, dining room to celebrate your victory. Um, Earl is 
Um, he's a little bit more subdued than usual, not making, you know, making jokes and pleasant conversation, but it seems a little bit forced and not as, uh, just doesn't come as naturally off him as, as you can tell he's got, you know, a lot of heaviness on his mind. Um, Liad is, uh, looking a little green, a little pale, a little weak, but, uh, he's already got the, um, uh, the wolf skin mounted up on the wall in the dining room, uh, prominently, uh, positioned. It looks pretty impressive, actually. Um, Earl doesn't really seem to take too much notice. He seems a little more preoccupied. Um, and, uh, Liad, uh, well, while he's pleasant enough, you know, he's polite and, and, um, you know, gives the appropriate toasts and celebrations. He does take his leave pretty early on in the evening. Um, and leaves the rest of you to ponder recent events at your leisure in privacy. I've been thinking, this ledger must have come from some form of quartermaster, right? Uh, of course. Um, the trade minister manages all that. Could we ask him what's been blotted out? Well, I could certainly take it up with him, indeed. May just be an easier way to get through all this. That seems a reasonable suggestion. The more information we have, maybe the better the decision we can make. I would like to head uh, out to see um, African as early as I can in the day tomorrow. Uh, but I'll check in with the trade minister before that happens. That's another thing. What's your relationship? You... You seem to know the man. You seem to know where he'll be. Have you been there before? You start talking in a lower voice, even though there's, like, no one in the room except the four of you, or the five of you. I have a number of times met with the man. He's an interesting fellow. It's not all what people say about him, though. It's not all true. He's a good man. He, just as my father and I care for the citizens of Framsburg, he also cares for the citizens of Framsburg, just in his own way. He has little patience for hierarchies and nobility, and uh, the interests of the wealthy that press upon the interests of the poor. Uh, but in some ways, perhaps he takes care of the poor of this city even more than we can ever hope to. I believe it's a good thing for Framsburg. What do you expect he will know about all this? Well, that's an interesting question. But it would all only be speculation at this point. Better if we ask the man himself. And one more question, just to help me sleep better at night. How prepared should we be for a fight? Oh, well, I don't think there's any risk of that. Wolfkin's always only been nothing but helpful to me in the past. 
Have you ever had one of his men in custody in the past? Oh, his men are constantly in custody. Well, it's a wonder there's still such a rumor, I suppose. They do keep tight lip lid on things, to be certain. I think it'll be interesting to see this tenant of stone tomorrow. Uh, it, I imagine it will be an enlightening experience for you, Aldor, and I'm excited to show you the sights below the city. The city below the city, as it were. So long as it doesn't smell of sewers, I'm sure it'll be fine. No promises. Fantastic. Well then, unless anyone has anything uh, else pressing to add to the discussion... I believe we are due for a good night's sleep. Uh, and he raises, yeah, his, he raises his glass to the group, to the continued adventures of the Orlingas. Elder yeah, raises his glass with an eye roll. <laughs> uh, Earl takes a, a, a long last draw from his glass. Um, bids you all a good night and um, makes way to his chambers. Uh, yeah, moves off to wherever Aldo lives. <laughs> sure. Or is staying. Sure. So back to your homes in the city. Uh, Dren, of course, lives here in the keep. Okay, um, when the morning comes, uh, as planned, all of you meet Earl uh, back at the keep bright and early. Um, Earl pulls up uh, Aldor. He's looking a lot more uh, focused. Uh, he's got like a new se sense of uh, purpose in his step. Uh, and he says uh, he's got like um, a pack ready to go. He looks, uh, he's dressed not in his, um, noble garb, but in more of a, um, uh, common, he's, he's made a good attempt at, at trying to look like common folk with simple, uh, robes, um, his armament more concealed, hair somewhat disheveled. Aldor, Aldor, I, uh, I did manage, uh, to check with the Minister of Trade, and... Uh, well, he is considerably aged. Um, he says he can't possibly remember every scratched-out item on a inventory list. I don't really see any reason to not believe him. He does see dozens of these every day. It's just a passing thought. I must say, I barely recognize you. You look like a, a noble on laundry day. Ha! Well... Uh, that's not exactly what I was going for, but, uh, uh, well, I made an effort. The, uh, tenants of stone do, well, it's best not to offend them with the appearance of nobility, if you catch by meeting. So, you want Dren to do all the talking? 
I have a fairly good relationship with Ulfricken myself, but uh, I, I imagine that Dren Silvertongue would uh, be put to good use down below. So long as he doesn't start a bar fight, I'm sure he'll do well. Well, there's no bars in the Undercity, so I think we'll be fine. That won't stop him. Well, you might be right about that. Um... At any rate, she'll, and as he is getting ready to leave, one of the servants comes and uh, calls Earl away urgently and uh, kind of leaves you all hanging just at the gates of the keep. Earl comes back about ten minutes later, his face a little um, more pocked with worry. Uh, it seems Lord Liad, my father, has taken a a turn for the worse. He is quite ill today. Perhaps some rest will do him good. We we did spend several days out in the wastes, and, well, you all experienced the cold of winter. It's not ideal for a man in his condition. Perhaps a few days rest will, will do well. Um, but still, uh, he calls... Um, Gardred over, uh, who's waiting for the king's arrival and just explains the situation to him quietly. Uh, and so uh, he says, Gardred, if you are able, would you send your birds, your ravens, um, to as many of the villages as you think necessary? Our healers have been able to do anything for my father, as you well know. Perhaps it's time to reach out a little. If there are healers in the villages who would come and tend to my father, perhaps they would have some success. Would you send the messages immediately, Godred? Well, of course, my lord. It is my duty, and it would be my great honor. And he bows and uh, makes his way toward the apiary. Well. Can I insight test, please? You want to insight Godred? Yes. Did I say apiary? <laughs> what do you what do you call the place where birds are? Huh? Avery. No, Avery. Avery. Is that what it is? Avery? Well, I mean, I just want to insight him because uh, I want to see if he seems surprised at the news or he looked like he was expecting it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sure. Go ahead. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's a nine. Um, I mean, he looks like a guy doing his duty. Aviary. There you go. Uh, so no, he's not going to send the bees out. He's going to send the ravens out. Um, I mean, a great thing, though. Just to see swarms of bees carrying notes. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, so with that, um, out of the way, Earl looking, that kind of like sense of purpose a little bit uh, knocked out of him, looks a little winded from that um, news. You can see that like um, look of distress and um, being disturbed uh, cross over his face. But on the other hand, you think it might be a good distraction for him. If the healers are doing everything they can, maybe it's best that Earl focus on this task of investigation. Um, so, 
Earl uh, presses on as uh, you're walking through the city. Uh, Earl confesses to you. I must admit, my friends, last night I had another nightmare. The same as my vision in the lake. I am swimming through freezing cold. I am swimming through blackness. And the vision of my father, or the spirit of my father, or someone with the face of my father, drowning, drowning, but not in water. What these visions could mean, I do not know, but I cannot escape them. I admit, they are vexing me more than I hoped they would. Um, Your father will be alright. He's a strong man. If anyone can beat this, it's him. I know. Thank you, Colwyn. Um, you see from the keep uh, a window, um, a double double doored window uh, burst open, and uh, about a dozen ravens um, flies through. One of them swoops down to where you are and kind of lands close to um, the stairway, like the railing on the stairway. And uh, you can see it's got a little leather pouch uh, around one of its um, feet with um, with a note uh, rolled in it. And the pouch has got um, Gardred's uh, house, uh, the symbol of his household stamped, uh, pressed into the leather, which is, um, a, a pretty simple looking hourglass. Um, can I the... grab it? Sure. Yeah. You can reach out and grab it. The bird's like distracted by, uh, some bugs that he's pecking on the, um, um, the, uh, the stone there. Um, and the note is, uh, sent to, uh, a, a village uh, about uh, 20 miles away uh, to the west of where you are, and it's a pretty simple call for any healers they might have to come to the keep to attend to their lord immediately. Better make sure that gets where it's going. Hey, Kelwin. That is why I put it back and I pet the bird. Sure. It's uh, kind of it's a little surprised that it's being patted, but it leans into the scratch a little bit, and uh, after it finishes pecking at the bugs, it just uh, <laughs> takes to the sky and, and flies away. Not as good as pigeons. I'm not really sure why Godred uses those particular ones. I don't like. I don't like that man. Oh, nobody does. Like but it. he is effective. And pigeons are probably more susceptible to birds of prey than ravens or crows. Well, that's an excellent point. Um, so as he's walking, um, he uh, talks to you a little bit more about what to expect down in the Undercity. Uh, just like how to talk to people and, and things like that. Um, and he says, listen, the reason I'd be going to see Alphacan, I should tell you before we go, um, the truth is I was going to have to see him when we came back anyway. 
all of the healing arts of um, the Aetheod, nothing has worked for my father. Nothing except a tea that I get from Afrikan. He says it's distilled by some of the Hillman sages. It's what they use for their people when they uh, um, are afflicted with the same condition as my father. And uh, it's the only thing that's worked. Um, the problem is that uh, one of the herbs they need comes from the far south. Uh, it's a little rare in these lands. So, sourcing this medication has been a bit of an issue, and uh, Ulfrican's the only one who's been able to come up with a regular source for it. So I've been purchasing it from him directly. Uh, of course, my father knows none of this. He thinks it was uh, simply a uh, concoction of one of our own healers. So, I trust you to keep that between us. Son. Uh, sorry, one more time. You're a good son. Ah, well, I do my best, of course. Uh, father wouldn't like it very much if he knew he was drinking a uh, potion concocted by Hillmen sages. But, uh, well, as Drone can well tell you, the uh, Hillmen have healing arts far beyond our own capabilities in some cases. And it leans well uh, for you becoming a lord that you you have the knowledge to seek information that your own people may not have. Oh, well, that's kind of you to say, Aldor. I, I do hope that uh, it serves me well someday. One of the few times your intelligence impresses me. <laughs> uh, but, Aldor, I am continually uh, honored by the advice that you give. And if I can lay aside... Uh, my own hopes for intelligence and rely on friends such as yourselves, then the kingdom is in good hands. At any rate, we are here. Um, he lowers himself, crouching uh, before a... Um, uh, you're sort of like in a back alley uh, behind some shops uh, a couple streets in from the, uh, the main road through town. And... Um, he looks around to make sure no one's lif lifting, uh, looking, and this like almost imperceptible um, line in uh, a slab, he uh, opens up and slides, and uh, there's a, uh, a stone staircase leading down into the darkness. But looking down, you can see that there are torchlights lit down below, and uh, he proceeds down the staircase, uh, holding a lantern lit out in front of him and um, bids the last person through um, slide the, uh, the slab back shut. As you proceed uh, through the blackness, um, save for the, the uh, meager torch light around you and, and uh, Earl's lamplight, um, there are people in uh, hewn alcoves. The, the, the walls that you're walking by seem uh, quite well cut, uh, bricks, uh, sometimes stone, sometimes the natural uh, cavern itself. Uh, but it's pretty well constructed, pretty well made. There's pillars along the way reinforcing the ceiling as you go along. Um, the people down here seem uh, not unhappy. They seem to have a, a community 
Um, there's some larger open areas with some kind of open markety type uh, things um, with people trading, um, people drinking, people playing games, gambling, that sort of thing. Um, sometimes giving the lot of you a fair bit of attention as you go along, even though you're not like dressed like nobility, you still stand out and and uh, some people don't recognize you, but nobody confronts you. And Earl uh, takes you through these winding passages, sometimes quite narrow. It seems quite easy to get lost down here. There's a lot of winding passages and a lot of rooms and and uh, ups and downs. It's not like you know laid out in in a one-dimensional surface like uh, up top. It's you know like passageways that don't seem to make any sense. They just like go underneath and over top each other and twist around. Uh, and Earl seems to know exactly where he's going. Uh, after a while, you uh, he, le he leads you into a room at the end of a narrow tunnel uh, with two guards standing in front of it who uh, see him and nod and pull back this uh, opulent uh, velvet red curtain. Um, and you proceed inside to a room with a man seated on a... what looks like is probably more of a throne than the seat that uh, Liad sits at in Judgment. Um, the room itself is quite gaudy with uh, lots of velvety type uh, fabric and, and silks and uh, lots of things made out of gold. And in the center of it, uh, a man sits on um, a throne, the, the throne in front of a, a table with just like maps and parchments and uh, with, with drawings and, and writing all over it. Uh, and the man smiles as Earl comes in. Ah, the little lordling. It has been some time. I was wondering when you were going to stop by. And um, Earl smiles a little bit and he says, my friends, might I introduce you to Alfricon? It is a pleasure to meet you. Are we to address you as anything in particular? Lord, sir? Just Othrican will do. Pleasure to meet you then, Othrican. Likewise. To what do we owe the pleasure, Earl, that you have brought so many good friends with you? Uh, well, it just so happens that uh, I am interested in procuring another shipment of the uh, healing tea I've been purchasing for my father. Uh, but there is another matter as well. Ofkin thinks he's like, ah, yes, the tea. Unfortunately, I have some bad news about that. We had some coming in on the latest shipment from the south, but it seems something has waylaid that caravan and it's not yet arrived. Would this be the same caravan? Are you asking him? Um, no, asking asking you. Is this the same caravan coming from Gondor? Would that make sense? Or Riddle. <laughs> that is a Sauron. Yeah. I mean, you think it could be. But then again, you don't have, like, you know, information about timings. And there are several caravans coming up from the south. Yeah. Of course. 
Um, Earl says, ah, well, I may know a thing or two about that. And Officer Kern smiled and, and says, yes, I think you might. This caravan, as you well know, Earl, we cannot procure our own trade routes, so we have to use the trade routes of the um, Ethiod. Um, this particular caravan, though, contained a fair amount of goods. Goods that were going to the smug, over-rich of the city, those who hoard and keep the means of survival for their own, those who manipulate the mechanisms of law and rule, that the greater portion continued to be funneled into their greedy gullets while the people of their own city freeze and starve. While well, orcs raid and burn the villages of the people who farm the food they eat and build the homes they lie in safe and warm. Your father lets this all happen. But you are not your father, Earl. You understand. If a caravan is raided now and then, and those goods used to trade, things like blankets and food, things that your people need to survive, what's the harm in it? And in this case, there would have been no harm. The men I sent to raid the caravan, there weren't supposed to be any casualties, and there wouldn't have been. But it seems something has happened, something somewhat unexpected. But you already know about that, don't you, Earl? I suppose I do. This caravan, if you wish the medication that should be going to your father, and, oh, I hear that only of this morning his condition has somewhat worsened, hasn't it? It seems he is in perhaps somewhat of a more desperate state, perhaps somewhat more in need. This medication that your father needs so well, that could save his life, Far to the south of here, in the hands of some orcs, is it not? Orc raiders, yes. My man knows what happened. You have him in your dungeons. You know Thor's wall. I hear you've spoken to him. He knows where the caravan was attacked. He knows where it went. He can take you there. I will let him know. He has permission to do this task on my behalf. Get him free. Let him take you there. To the means, not only to save your father, but the means to save the poor among your own people. And uh, he leans forward to Earl and whispers something in directly into his ear, something the rest of you can't perceive. Um... And Earl nods grimly and turns to the rest. Well, it seems there is one way forward. Off we can. Can I try to listen to what he had said? Um, 
In this case, it's really just imperceptible. Oflican, you have very keen ears within the palace. Or the... The, the seat of power here, I suppose. Would you tell us who our friends are in this endeavor? Your friends are the birds that listen from the trees, the shadows that slink upon the walls. They are the insects and serpents that run through the cracks and the bricks on the walls. Your friends are everywhere and nowhere. They are everyone and no one. You will never meet them, see them, hear them, or know them. But they are your friends nonetheless. Can I roll a riddle to see if he's just referring to serving staff? Sure. That would be a two. <laughs> yeah, with the two, he's might as well just like be reciting bizarre poetry at you. I'll take that as a no then. <laughs> Don't worry, my friend. But be aware, you're being watched, all of you. Perhaps in the future, we'll be trust able to trust each other enough to see whether or not we can help each other. Perhaps this, he nods over at Earl, is the first test of many. Do you perhaps have any evidence, in sort of air quotes, that may help us acquit Thrallsvall if that is what we're to do? Acquit? That will never happen. Oral perhaps has the power to do so, but that would only raise suspicions, wouldn't it? Earl, I can see in your eyes, you already know what you have to do. And uh, Earl, with a twinkle in his eyes, looks at all of you uh, with a that sort of youth, youthful, cheeky smile that you haven't seen in a couple of days with all the heavy business going on in Earl, but that youthful vitality seems to have returned to his face. I think I do, no, Ulfric. Uh, no. Who's up for a prison break? Oh. And we'll end the session there today. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to be respectable yeah. citizens, never. <laughs> <laughs>